Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, for he is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. We count it an honor and a privilege to be used of him this day. Hallelujah. To gather together in this fashion that we may lift him up. Hallelujah. That he may draw all men unto himself. Amen. Hallelujah. We'd like to welcome you to Grace and Mercy Fellowship Center, Lord God, where Bishop Roy J. Lysath is our pastor, and that the Spirit of the Lord most of all dwells in this place. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We ask that you would just let the Lord have his way, open up your hearts and minds to receive what thus saith the Lord today. Amen. Hallelujah. We ask that you would get your Bibles in hand as we open up our service this morning. Hallelujah. Our Old Testament scripture will be lifted out of Psalm chapter number 15. Followed in our New Testament scripture out of Hebrews chapter number 2. When you have it, say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter number 15, starting with the first verse. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and walketh, worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter number two, starting with the first verse. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first beginning to be spoken by the Lord? And was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders. And with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost. According to his own will. For unto the angels have he not put in subjection the world to come whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testifies saying. What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visiteth him? Amen. Hallelujah. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and doers of his red word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let us worship the Lord this morning and open up our hearts and minds. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You're more real than the wind in my lungs. Yes, you are. You're more real than the ground I'm standing on. Your thoughts define me, you're inside of me, you 
Yes, you are my reality. You're more real than the skin on my bones. Yes, you are, Lord. Yes, you are, Lord. You're more real than the song on my tongue. Yes, God. Your thoughts define me. You're inside of me. My reality. Come on, help me sing. Abba, Abba, Abba. Whoa! 
I belong, I belong, I belong, I belong, I belong to you. You know, Abba is the only word that you can say inhale or exhale. Abba, we can always call him in the time of our needs. We can always call on Abba when we're sick, when we're lonely, when our friends forsake us. We're never by ourselves because Abba is right there with us. Abba, our Father. Abba, our healer. Abba, our deliverer. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can call on you anytime, Father God. We call you Abba because you are our daddy. And that's why we can call you Abba. Say, Abba. Abba. gather together in this fashion, Lord God, to lift you up, Lord God, like never before, Lord God. And we thank you for that, Lord God. Father, we ask that you would just have your way in this place today, Lord God. From the pulpit to the door, even those that are on their way and those that may be listening right now, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for meeting them at the point of their need, Lord God. Father, we ask that you would touch the shepherd of this house, Lord God. From the top of his head to the soles of his feet, Lord God. Those things that he speaks to you about in private, Lord God. You said in your word that you would reward him openly, Lord God. And we thank you in advance for it right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for these your people, Lord God, that came out, Lord God, today, Lord God. For no other reason but to lift you up, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, that we might not only be hearers of your word, but doers, Lord God. And we bless you, Lord God, in the furtherance of this service. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Abba, yeah, yeah, I belong to you. Yeah, say Abba, Abba. Oh, 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 oh. I was. 
the Lord. Hallelujah. For he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. 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 If you haven't had a chance to give at this time in your tithe and your offering, you can do so because it is indeed a part of worship as we give unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You can come from wherever you are throughout the service to give unto the Lord in your tithe and your offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I mean, our God is greater. Our God is greater. Hallelujah. 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 Stand 
for God is with us, then what can stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against? Stand against. Stand against. Stand against. Stand against. Our God is greater. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Lord, you are high.
glory. I want your glory. Here's my heart and here's my soul. Holy Spirit, come in. Fill me with your consuming fire. I want your glory. Want your glory, I want your glory, I want your glory. Pour your oil on me, let it fall down on me from the top of my head to my feet. Pour your oil on me, let it fall down your glory. I want your glory. I want your glory. I want your glory. Here's my heart and here's my soul. Holy Spirit, come in. Fill me with your consuming fire. I want your glory. Your glory, I want your glory, want your glory, pour your on me, let it come down on me from the top of my head to my feet, pour your all on me, let it come down on me. I want your glory, want your glory. Pour your oil all on me, let it fall down from the top of my top of my head to my feet. Pour your oil on me, let it fall down on me. I want your glory, want your glory. I want your glory, want your glory. anointing fall on me rain 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 Jesus rain let your anointing fall on me rain rain say rain rain Jesus rain let your anointing fall on me rain rain, rain. you, Jesus. We need you. 
need you to fall on me. We need you. We need you, Jesus. We need you. We need you to fall on me. We need you. We need you, Jesus. We need you. We need you to fall on me. We need you. We need you, Jesus. Rain, Jesus, rain, let your anointing fall on me. Rain, 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 Jesus, rain, let your anointing fall on me. Rain, rain, say rain. Rain, Jesus, rain, let your anointing fall on me. Rain, 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 Jesus, rain, let your anointing fall on me. Rain, rain, say rain, rain, Jesus, rain. Let your anointing fall on me. We need you today. Rain. We need you to rain. 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 Jesus, rain. Let your anointing fall on me. We need you to rain. rain. We need you to rain. 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 Jesus, rain. Let your anointing fall on me.
anointing fall on me. Rain, rain. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We need you to rain, God. We need you to rain, God. Fall on us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rain in this place, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let your anointing fall on us, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need you to rain. We need you to rain. Hallelujah. You're worthy, God. You're worthy, God. You're worthy, God. You're worthy, God. Hallelujah. Rain, Jesus, rain. Let your anointing fall on us. Rain. Fall on us, rain, 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 Jesus, rain, let your anointing fall on us, rain, 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 Jesus, rain, let your anointing fall on us, rain. Fall on us, rain, 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 Jesus, rain, let your anointing fall on us, rain, rain, hallelujah. You're worthy, God, you're worthy, God. How many want him to rain upon us? We want him to rain upon us. Hallelujah. I feel his presence in this place. We ask that you would stretch forth your hand before we go any further to bless the offering and the time this morning. Father God, we thank you for this that was taken up for your purposes today, Lord God. We ask that you would bless those that had to give and those that didn't have to give, that they may be able to give upon the next appointed time. And we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus for that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Put your hands together and bless the Lord as the angel of the house comes forth to feed us the word of God. How many is ready for the word of God? Because it's the word of God that's going to stand forever. When all else fails, 
It's the Word of God that's going to help us make it through. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. It is good to see you in the land of the living. Amen. Yes, Are you happy to be here today? Oh, yes. Let me just stick this in my pocket. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we're just excited about what God is doing. We're, it's good to see each and every one of you. It's good to see my dear friend Robert Clark here with us. Amen. We're thankful to the Lord for him. Let's celebrate our praise team. I thought they did an awesome job today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you today from the, I guess you call it a subject title, a table, some oil, and a cup that overflows. So if you need to mark something down, write something down to bring this back to your remembrance, that's what you want to think about, a table some oil, and a cup that overflows. So here it is. We're at the start of a new year. It's 2022, in case you've been sleeping and you just woke up. We are out of 2021. Amen. Hallelujah. That's enough to give God praise right there. We are out of 2021, and we are in 2022. Now, 2021... Arguably, I'm sure, was not the year that many of us wanted it to be, Amen. especially coming out of the turmoil and the chaos of 2020. Yeah. But now we stand at the precipice of another year. Right. Will this be more of the same, what we have coined the new normal, or will we experience something much different in this new season that God has graced us with? I feel an urgency to talk to you guys today about a table, some oil, and an overflowing cup. This has been brimming in my spirit over the last couple of days because many of us are entering 2022 standing in great need of a move of God yes. in our physical existence. Yes. Oftentimes when you come into the body of Christ, we many times pretend like the physical doesn't exist anymore as if you're not going to hurt or ache in your body or deal with emotional pain or have to deal with trials and tribulations, that everything is now spiritual and somehow we are elevated above that. But if you're in the body of Christ long enough, you will realize that that is simply not true. We're standing in the need of a great move of God in our physical existence. In the Psalm of David 23, he writes this. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Now, when we think about an enemy, we often associate it to a person or people, but this couldn't be further from the truth because an enemy is truly anything that threatens your security or life. It can show up in a person, a thing, a system, an ideal, a theology, and most certainly the devil himself and every demonic power which stands against the body of Christ working in the life of every believer. But David assures us that God prepares a table for us 
in a very unusual place. It's in plain view of the very thing which is standing against us and the very thing that in most cases we do not want to deal with. But where does this imagery come from? Well, when we look at a shepherd and we look at God as a shepherd, you can see that the earthly shepherds would carry a belt that had a cloth on it. And any time they were about and found a lost sheep, they would spread that cloth out and set some grass and some fodder on it so that the lost sheep would come onto the cloth to eat. And while the sheep was eating in the safety of the protection that was being offered by the shepherd, the foxes and the coyotes and the hyenas would have to keep their distance. They would not be able to encroach upon the cloth because the shepherd was there. Now, fundamental to our understanding of God as our shepherd is the realization that the Lord himself is the one who is preparing your table. And he's not just preparing any table, but he's preparing a table right in front of everything that is standing against you. You see, your enemy is coming to engage you in war, and God is preparing a table for you to sit down and eat. That'll preach right there. The table that God prepares is in the presence of your enemy And it is in his presence which causes us to be safe from the enemies that are watching you eat. I remember uh, growing up, every once in a while, me and my sisters, you know, one of us would get in trouble for something. I know that that comes as a shock to many of you here. Um, You see me as just the angel of God. I was always good. But there were some moments in my life where uh, there were some oopses. But oftentimes it was more often than not my sisters that messed up. And I remember being at the table and them being, uh, you know, being punished for whatever it was that they did. And every, every once in a while, punishments may have include missing out on dessert. And what do you do? as the sibling when your other sibling has to sit at the table and watch you eat dessert. That's the best dessert you've ever had in your life. And you eat it slower than you've ever eaten it before. Amen. But this is what God does for us. I want you to let this sink in for a bit. The presence that you are in is the deciding factor of whether or not your enemies have the ability to approach your position. You see, God isn't subject to your enemy because he's bigger than every one of your enemies. He knows exactly what is needed to be uh, provided for us to make it through any bad situation. He is the one that makes a way out of no way, even when you're in an adversarial situation. Now, there are some who believe that, uh, you know, they have the right to be where you are and possess what you possess. They think that they have positioned you when in truth it is God who has positioned you so that every one of your enemies can be a witness to your victory. You see, most enemies will try to strategically put you in position 
for what they have devised or strategized as their plan of attack, when in actuality it is God who has positioned you for their attack so that your enemy can be the witness to your victory. Amen. See, it looks like, there's a songwriter that said, it looks like you're surrounded, but in actuality, God surrounds them that surround you. Our shepherd not only prepares a table for us in the midst of our enemies, but he also anoints our head with oil. And you might wonder why this is so important. Well, sheep, which are akin to believers in the word of God, often would go looking for berries and things to eat. And in so doing, they would wander into the thicket. Now, the thicket is a, a, a very close, grown-together um, bush or branches that carry uh, berries on them, but they also have thorns and other things on them as well. So when the shepherd would retrieve the sheep from the thicket, it would often discover that the head of the sheep would be cut or bleeding because of the thorns that were in the thicket. So the shepherd would take oil and put the oil on the head of the sheep, massage it into the head to cause or promote healing. God knows how to soothe you with his anointing oil. Yes, sir. God will either administer a solution to your problem or give you the peace you need to be sustained while you're standing in your problem. Amen. David doesn't stop there. He doesn't stop there. He goes on and he says, my cup overflows. So what is he saying? He's reminding us that in spite of the presence of our enemies and the wounds that life may cause, he has more than enough to get through this situation. In fact, he has so much that his cup is actually overflowing. When I think about uh, the overflowing cup, it reminds me of a time in the Bible when Jesus was feeding the multitudes with barley loaves and a few fish. And when all was said and done, the disciples had to pick up basketfuls of leftovers because God had provided more than the people could eat. Now, initially, they thought that there was not enough. A few loaves and a couple fish. And they ended up with leftovers. So while we're looking for a meal to satisfy our right now hunger, the provision of the Lord will cover your hunger that you haven't even experienced yet. When you, re when you remember that Jesus tells Peter to push out into the deep but his net and put his net down for some fish, so many fish were caught in that net that Peter began to worry his boat would sink under the weight of it. You see, the blessings of God, when they come, they come pressed down, shaken together and overflowing into which you have no room. The word of God even challenges you to challenge God. If I will not open up unto you the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings, that there shall not be room enough to receive. Amen. This is how the Lord gives. He gives of his fullness. Amen. And we can't comprehend his fullness. God knows how to give you everything that you need uh, to live this life that he's called you to live. In fact, one of my favorite scriptures emphasizes this in 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter in the eighth verse, where the word declares, God is able to make all grace abound to you. 
so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. So for every situation of life, if you will focus to God, you will discover that he has more than enough grace to meet your every need. Grace. He has more than enough grace. In other words, he will put you in the place where you will prosper. It will look like you're going to be defeated, but he has more than enough grace to cause you to prosper. It will look like every plan you put in place has failed. God has more grace to cause you to prosper when you keep your eyes focused on him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I encourage the body of Christ to chase after God in 2022 instead of chasing after stuff. Amen. Yes, sir. In the presence of God, there is fullness forever. Everything that you will need in life will chase after you when you are in the presence of God. Every solution to every problem belongs to you when you are in the presence of God. When you are in the presence of God, we can touch him, and when we touch him, he makes us whole. Every broken thing in us becomes whole and restored to bring abundance into our lives. I heard a preacher once say, when Jesus went out, and people were sick. He sought them, and he healed them. Yes, sir. He healed them of their condition. Yes, sir. He caused the lame to walk, the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the lepers to be cleaned, and so many other things that the Bible declares they can't even contain them all in Scripture. Amen. So they got a miracle because Jesus sought them out. But there was one woman that made a conscious decision that despite the condition I'm in, I'm going to seek out Jesus. She didn't wait for Jesus to come looking for her. She chased after him. And when she got there, she couldn't even touch his body. All she could reach out and do was touch the hem of his garment. And when she touched the hem of his garment, the Bible changes the verbiage and says she was made whole. You see, when Jesus has to come looking for you, he'll bring a miracle. But when you go looking for him, he will cause you to be complete. I learned a long time ago to stop chasing after miracles because when you stand in the presence of God, miracles simply become your way of life because God is a miracle worker and miracles can't help but to happen when you're standing in the presence of God. David wants us to know what happens when we remain in the presence of God and this is what I want you to remember as you're moving throughout 2022 because David makes one of the most dynamic statements in all of Scripture. In Psalm 23 and 6, he says this, Surely, not surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David could have begun with any other word besides surely. He could have said hopefully. He could have said possibly. He could have said perhaps. 
Because this is the way uh, the human vernacular typically speaks. We often speak from the frailty of our human condition, not the sanctity of our spiritual connection. Yet David doesn't waver in his belief. He takes a stand and he concludes in his song with certainty by declaring the word surely. Where I come from, that translates into I'm keeping it 100. What he's trying to tell you, what he's trying to cause you to tell your enemy is that no matter what I'm facing, Uh (laughs) if I'm in the presence of God, like MC Hammer said, you can't touch this. See, David made a declaration. Sheepdogs protect the herd. So surely David declares two sheepdogs are in a position of protection as as you walk through your dark valley. And each of these sheepdogs has a name. One of the sheepdogs is named goodness, and the other is named mercy. And the job of the sheepdog is to go behind the fold of sheep and keep them headed in the right direction. God's goodness and mercy are continually present in order to guide and direct us in the right direction, in the right things to do, because the righteousness of God is the right way to accomplish great things. If you want to accomplish great things in the year 2022, all you need to do is stay in the presence of God, walk out the righteousness that he has set before you because your steps are ordered by him. All you need to do is walk in the steps that he prepared. I don't have to strategize it. I don't have to figure it out. I don't have to come up with some bold plan. I don't have to develop uh, something because all I need to do is focus on him and the very thing that he has caused success to come from will come into my being because I'm in his presence. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And because of this, you dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Understanding God as our shepherd, as our rohai, it, it allows you to discover that God is able to meet every one of your spiritual, your directional, your physical, your emotional, uh-huh. and your eternal need. In other words, when the Lord is your shepherd, he's got you covered. Yeah. He's got your back. Now, many of us can say, probably by testimony, that they've heard those words before. I got your back. I got your back. We have people at our same level that will tell us that. We have people that are not on our level that will tell us that. We have people that are above our level that will tell us that. And then as soon as something happens and you go looking, For the ones that say that they have your back, only to find your back exposed, you you thought you connected with the right one, and they promised that no matter what happens, I got your back. And then as soon as the you-know-what hits that fan, you go to looking for that backup, and you find yourself standing All alone. But God will never leave you nor forsake you. 
He said, I stick closer to you than a brother. We're tight. When you see me, you see him. When you see him, you see me. This is what God is trying to get us to understand about being in his presence. He's got us covered. He's taking you to a place that's far greater than you've ever known before. There's not a lot of time left before the return of our Lord, before the rapture of the church. There's not a, a lot of time left. And though the world may be, according to Scripture, in decline, the body of Christ is not. Because the Bible declares that in the last day, he will pour out his spirit. We, we, we just sung about Jesus reigning on us, reign on us, reign on us, reign on us, reign. Pour yourself out on me. Pour it out. Why? So I can accomplish the things you've called me to accomplish. So I can be whom you've called me to be. So that I can declare your works. So I can express your love. The question is, is the Lord not only your Savior, but have you allowed him to be your shepherd? Have you submitted totally to him as a dependent sheep, or, or are you an independent sheep that only hollers when you're stuck in the thicket? You see, until you submit to Christ, yes, sir. you will have to find your own way through the valley of the shadow of death rather than follow Jehovah Rohi on the path of righteousness along green pastures by quiet and still waters with an ever-present support system to see you through to victory in the very year you're in. I do not fully know what 2022 may bring to us as individuals, to us as a community, to us as an ethnicity, as a city, as a state, or even as a nation. But I do know that if I choose to stay in the presence of the Lord in 2022, no matter what or we may face, uh-huh. he is well able to keep us, to deliver us, and to cause us to triumph. We've just ended one of the most violent years in the history of this city. And we can either be afraid that this crime wave is beyond control, or we can understand that chaos can only exist where there is no order. If chaos was reigning in your home, in your life, in your family, at your job, in your city, it's only because authority has not been established or responded to the challenge that chaos is making. All authority is given over to Christ, and every power is made subject to him. And while I stand in his presence, every power, every authority is subject to the authority of Christ that is working in the life of every believer in Christ. We need to come together and reestablish order because chaos is subject to you. Yes, sir. Amen. It's subject to you. You have the authority. Many of you know, all of you know, that 
in my secular job, I'm a police officer in the city of Columbus. And one of the things I learned in 1994 when I joined the force in the training academy was this. Every time you enter somebody's home, you're responding to a call, there's some type of chaos going on in the home. When you enter in, the badge that you've been given gives you authority to take action. Chaos has to recognize that authority. It has no choice. Chaos has to recognize that authority. It cannot overcome authority. It only thrives where authority is not expressed. So we were taught, we were trained that when you enter a home, act as if the home is now yours. So if the home is mine, I have the ultimate say as to what's going to happen next. I can establish order because I have the authority to establish order where I am. This is what we're trained. This is the authority that's given to us by the city and the state to ensure that peaceable living indoors. Now, I want you to imagine this on a God scale. I want you to imagine this in every place that you step, in every situation that you go in, where I have been authorized by the city of Columbus through the ordinances and the, the laws of, of the state, you are sanctioned by God to establish order in every place you set your foot. This is the benefit of being in connection with God. God has empowered you to cause your enemy to flee because he is there. Now, I don't know if many of you uh, have realized or, or really paid any attention, but my good brother here, Robert Clark, is he's not a small guy. He's a kind of towering figure. Now, I'm not the biggest guy. But I can imagine if, you know, irrespective of our, of our positions and jobs, just two brothers walking down the block. Now, when somebody sees me, they, they may say, yeah, I, I could take him. Or so they would think. But then out from around the corner comes my brother, who eclipses me in size. My enemy, or the one that thought they were going to consume me, has to now reevaluate their dedication to their plan. Because my brother is with me. Every situation that you go into, every situation, every enemy you face, they're not really looking at you. 
you caught their attention. But once you caught their attention, here comes God Amen. around the corner. And you think they're looking at you when in actuality they're like the demons that were in the wild man waiting to be cast out. They're frozen. They don't know what to do. They're afraid as to what's going to happen next. You think that you're scared of them when in actuality they're scared of you. Because they know you have potential to direct their next steps. And you only know that if you know who you are. If you know whose presence you're in. It does you as a citizen of this city no good for me to be a police officer charged to to, uh, keep peace if I don't know I'm a police officer. I can have the uniform on, I can drive the car, I can have the badge and all the equipment, and if somebody is breaking into a house and I don't recognize that I'm the police, that I'm the one that's supposed to stop that from happening, and I just go, hey, somebody's breaking into that house, and I just keep on driving down the block, it did you no good or benefit that I was duly authorized to take action because I didn't even recognize I had the power or the authority to do so. What the enemy tries to steal from you, first and foremost, is your identity with God. Your right standing. I'm in right standing. That means I don't have to hide from him. I don't have to hide. It's not like uh, I just did something and and I'm, I'm trying to make sure my father doesn't see me when he gets home. You know, you play under the bed stuff. In the closet, he won't look there. After mom tells dad what I did, I got to make sure he don't find me. No, you're not in that situation. Jesus has dealt with that. Jesus dealt with everything that would keep me from being in the presence of God. So when I trusted in Christ, I was made whole. I was made righteous. I was made right. So I can stand in the presence of God. The Bible says, I am in the throne room. I'm seated right next to the king. I don't even have to go far. I do. Because I'm seated with Christ on the right hand of the Father. It's just lean over. Um, Can you take care of my lightweight? Because he's right there. Because I'm in his presence. We spend a lot of time A lot of time not realizing the power of who we are in him. The moment you begin to realize that there is absolutely nothing for which you cannot accomplish when your eyes are focused on Jesus. The moment you realize that, all of your enemies will disperse before you. They attack you when you're weak. But in your weakness, Christ makes you strong. Because you've said, it's not I, Lord, but you that fights this battle. The word declared, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord 
that I may not boast or brag that this was something I have done, but this was something of the Lord, something that God has done. God gave me the strategy. God gave me the plan. When your heart and your mind are open because you're in the presence of God, he will fill you with exactly what is necessary for your next step. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us don't even think about what you're going to eat. Don't think about what you're going to wear. Just seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things shall be added unto you. I propose to you, stop thinking about what it is you have to do and focus on him. Seek God. Chase God in 2022, and he will prepare a table Right in front of your enemies, he will pour oil on your head, and he don't just pour it, but he massages it. I don't know if you've ever had a massage, and you get, they get into their head, it feels so good. He's going to massage that oil into your head. He's going to cause you to have more than what you need. You see, man's idea of more is an increase in numbers. Throughout the Bible, God consistently shows us more is not an increase in numbers. Because in every example that the Bible declares, when man thought they had enough, God whittled the number down. He whittled the number down. When man thought they had the right strategy, he took all the weapons away. Read the Bible. He took their weapons away. Yet they came out victorious. God is so much God, he'll make your enemy kill himself. You'll walk in the room, it'll sound like there is 4,000 of you. That's what God does. You're in his presence. He's going to protect you. He's going to keep you. He's going to cause you to prosper. He's going to pour into your life more than what you need. But your focus has to be on him. Do not be problem focused. Be solution focused. What is the solution? Jesus is the solution. Jesus and Jesus alone. Every plan, and I'm going to close with this. Every plan that man has come up with to win wars has sometimes worked and sometimes not worked. Because when man's fighting man, each has a plan. Now, unlike Mike Tyson, everyone has a plan until you get in the ring and get hit, and then the plan goes out the window. Typically, everyone that enters into conflict has a plan. Somebody's plan is going to be successful. Somebody's plan is not going to be successful. But never is there one time where the plan of God fails. Amen. Never. Even when the plan of God seems strange. 
So let me just give you this to, to, to ponder. The plan of God tells Moses, you go up on the mountain and you hold your hands up in the air. This is the plan of God. This, this is, I'm calling my generals together, and this is the battle plan. God told me to go up into the top of the mountain and just hold my hands up. And while my hands are up, y'all are to be in the valley fighting. So, Joshua, you go into the valley, you, you fight. You're going to lead the troops. Amen? I'm going up to the mountain, and I'm going to hold my hands up. How many of you might question, especially in that day, because in that day the kings and the leaders, they were on the front line. They, they led the charge. D different battle style then. No, no, I'm, going, I'm in the rear with the gear at the top of the mountain with my hands up. And God says that as long as my hands are up, you're going to prevail. Uh -huh. This is the plan. It sounds good for Moses. Joshua's down and he's fighting. Now, can you imagine? He's in, he's in, the, he's in the, the battle and he sees uh, Moses. Oh, you know, my, my shoulders are kind of heavy and I'm kind of tired right now. I think I can take a break. So what happens? When his arms start to go down, the enemy starts to prevail because the plan of God did not include you putting your arms down. Sounds like a crazy plan. So Moses has his support system in place so that his hands could stay up. And when they got tired, Aaron would hold up his hands so that Israel would prevail. Now, I've strategized a lot in my life. And I, I, I don't think I, I could sell that plan. It'd be just like the director saying to the city, I'm just going to stand in my office in the window, and I'm going to hold my hands up against the window, and all things bad in Columbus are going to cease. The mayor would probably reassess his decision. Amen? Because it doesn't seem to make sense. But what I've come to know about God is most of the plans of God do not make sense to us. Exactly. It's to show that only God could have done this. What you are going through, God is waiting for you to just get in his presence so you can declare only God did this. Only God. There's no other way that this worked out like it did. Only God. Yes, sir. Only God. Stay in the presence of the Lord in 2022. Regardless what you face, what you deal with, stay in the presence of the Lord. And you will enjoy God has released me to tell you that in 2022, yes, you will enjoy the victory you've been longing for if you stay in his 
presence. Now understand, this is a conditional promise of God to yeah. you. Yeah. You will enjoy what you've been longing for if you stay in his presence. Hallelujah. Let's get ready for communion. Jesus said, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. The word of God declares that on the same night in which he was betrayed, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, take, eat, this is my body, which was broken for you. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. After the same manner, also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. As often as ye drink it, drink it in remembrance of me. Amen. This very simple ceremony is a reminder of what Jesus has done for us. Yes, and it is what connects us to what he did. I'm going to ask as I prepare to, to bless this, that after I bless it, you come, just come from where you are and, and take the, the sacraments. Don't consume them right away. We will do that together. But we want to partake of the body and the blood of the Lord. Amen. Because Jesus is the fulfillment of God's promise. He is the reason not just for the season of Christmas, but he is the reason for our continued existence. Yes. Absent Christ is absent life because he is life. So we don't do this lightly. We don't do this for form or fashion. We do this because we are in love with Jesus. And I don't want to ever forget. It's a reminder that Jesus bore a punishment that was not his. He died a death that was not his. So that you and I could have a righteousness that was not ours. This is what Jesus has done. Hallelujah. So I said... After I pray, you just come and, and take of the sacraments. Father, now we ask thy blessing upon these sacraments that have been prepared, that we might remember today your death, burial, and resurrection, understanding first and foremost that we live because you live. You are not dead, but you are alive. You are not just a good teacher. You are not just a master once, but you are the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And you are alive. You arose from the dead. And we, like you, shall arise one day. We thank you for this opportunity to be reminded of your grace. 
of when God looked into heaven and you stood up and said, I will go and lay my life down that your people might be restored to you. Because of your sacrifice, I am made whole. I am washed by the blood of the Lamb. I am now standing in righteousness and holiness before you. And for that, I say thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please come. Just come from where you're at. Let us remove the bread. The bread represents the body of Christ, the fulfillment of Scripture. He was battered, he was bruised, he was beat beyond recognition, yet not one bone of his body was broken that Scripture might be fulfilled. And he said, take, break it, give thanks, and eat. This juice represents his blood, which was shed for us at Calvary. The centurion did the best thing the centurion could have done for any one of us today, and that was pierce the side of Christ. Because in so doing, water and blood flowed. It was that blood sacrifice that redeemed us today. Let us drink in thanks. Father, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We truly have no words for what you've done for us. If we had a lifetime, an eternity, we could not thank you enough. Amen. But we do thank you to the best of our ability for the ultimate sacrifice that you made for us. You stood in a place that we could not stand, to do what we could not do. And because of it, we are now in right standing with God, your Father. And we say thank you. We, Father, we ask thy blessings upon this gathering today. We ask that the word that you have spoken into the atmosphere of our life would minister to each of us at the point of our own need that we would gain from it necessary nourishment to sustain spiritual life, that we would draw close to you in this year and begin to realize your manifested presence and blessing. 
And that even as we draw close to you and the fulfillment of your promise begins to manifest, we would boldly declare that truth and testify of your goodness. That at every turn we would share with a brother or a sister what you have done for us. For we overcome by the word of our testimony. That we might say, I remember that on the first Sunday in the year 2022, you told us that if we drew close to you, you would bless us beyond measure. That we would have more than enough to accomplish the very things you've called for us to accomplish. Leftovers would take a whole new meaning. So by faith, Father, we thank you now. We celebrate you. We cry hallelujah. We praise you for that victory in our life. For the very thing that you have birthed us for in this season, we say thank you that I am what I need to be. You're filling me even now with the wisdom that is necessary, the understanding that is necessary, the clarity that is necessary to carry out your will. I stand in your holy anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage. Walking in the power and the authority that you have given in my identity in you. And I say thank you. Father, bless now this congregation of people who've come together on this day to praise you, to worship you, and to be fed by you. Let them leave here as they've come to learn. Let them leave now to serve. Let them share the truth of your love, the power of your gospel into every place that they go. Let you be first and foremost in their mouth, in their thought, in their heart. Father, we thank you now for every opportunity that you will give us to show forth your power your glory, and your grace. In Jesus' name, we thank you for being in your presence. And the people of God declare, amen. Amen. Consider yourself dismissed. The deacons will collect up the, um, the, the trash here. Thank you so much.